Welcome to the world we live in here at For God's Glory Loan Ministries, FGGAM.org. And our guest this week is Pastor Randall Floyd of the Clayton Assembly of God Church. Just an awesome man of God, an awesome family, a family that serves the community in Clayton, New Mexico. I've preached up there before. I love these folks. They're on fire for God. They serve the Lord in their surrounding area. And uh, Pastor Randall sent me a copy of his message from this past Sunday. And there's one quote on there I really want you to really soak in. It, it's something that I just thoroughly endorse. Uh, it's written down for me by Pastor Randall Floyd. A spiritual revival is what America and New Mexico needs, not a political revival. For without the spiritual revival, a political one will never happen. Amen. Politics is not the answer. Jesus is the only answer. Pastor Randall, thank you for that message. Uh, expound on that for us. Well, I find myself sometimes at odds with a lot of my fellow pastors. Uh, I, 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 in the past, have been very much involved in keeping up with politics. Uh, years ago, before I was pastoring full-time, I would kind of arrange my work schedule. Uh, I worked for an engineering firm, so I would make sure I had everything from the engineers I worked with ready to go so that I could sit there at the computer to work and spend three hours listening to a certain conservative talk show host. I, I, won't, I won't name him, but everybody can probably figure out who it is. And uh, one of the things I noticed after a few years of listening to him and other political stuff is that I would catch myself being overly critical, um, almost to the point at times of being angry, agitated. And suddenly I realized one day that part of the problem was I'd fallen into the same trap that I think a lot of the church in America has fallen into. We have tried to, as evangelical Christians, we have tried to manipulate a certain political party and a certain political stance, and we have become very strange bedfellows with it. I'm not saying that Christians should not be involved in the political process. I think we should. I think it's good when Christians who are qualified to fill a political office run for office and serve in that capacity. I think some are called of God to do that. But what has bothered me for the last several years is it seems that too many of our pulpits have become political pulpits and not spiritual pulpits. The reality of it is much of what we're seeing happen in the political realm was prophesied by God that it would happen in the end times. And I don't think we should just sit back and say, well, it's inevitable, we'll do nothing. But at the same time, I think we need to keep our focus on the gospel. That is the most important message that has ever been given to mankind. And when we um, contaminate the pulpit of the church with anything that dilutes the gospel, we're in trouble. And I tell people, I have strong political leanings. I can talk to you about politics if you really want to, although I try not to get into deep discussions with them because it causes 
division and controversy that doesn't need to be there. But I said, God called me to deliver the, the most important message ever. And that message is about Jesus Christ and the fact that we are to prepare ourselves for eternity. And while I, I believe we need to go to the ballot box and we need to stand up for uh, what we believe in, I really believe that when I'm in the pulpit, I need to approach the topics and the issues of our day from a biblical standpoint, not a political standpoint. I have in my hands here Pastor Randall Floyd of the Clayton Assembly of God Church, Clayton, New Mexico, my dear friend. Uh, the notes of your message from this past Sunday from 1 Peter 4, 12 through 19. Can you touch on the message that you delivered last Sunday? Well, I've been doing a, a series through 1 Peter, and we've actually been in, in 1 Peter now for well over a year with a few interruptions here and there. And as I, I let my, my congregation know, I did not manipulate the scheduling of this. It just, it just happened this way. Uh, over the last few weeks, we've had some things happening here in New Mexico uh, with a new administration in Santa Fe that they're quickly passing some bills and some laws that we are very much opposed to. Uh, my opposition let's, to it let's Let's cover... More- Let's cover three of those. One is the up, abortion up to birth. The other one is right. assisted suicide. And the other one is legalization of marijuana. Well, and for a lot of the people in my area, there is a fourth one. And that one has to do with the uh, uh, greater in-depth uh, background checks on the private sale of firearms. Yes, sir. That Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, we get to this point in First Peter chapter 4. And I'm paraphrasing. Uh, Peter says, it is time for judgment to begin in the house of God. And I really, my whole emphasis, the title of the sermon was the church house before the roundhouse. I'm not opposed to people signing petitions. I've signed several of them myself. I'm not opposed to calling our representatives and voicing our opinion. I'm not opposed to any of that. It's just that I see the church in general having this quick knee-jerk reaction that it seems like we are quicker to call our human representatives, we are quicker to sign petitions, we are quicker to protest, we are quicker to go on social media and voice our complaints. We're quicker to do all of that anymore than we are to hit our knees at an old-fashioned altar and cry out to God. Kind of like putting the cart before the horse. Most definitely. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm reminded, and I, to be honest with you, I can't remember if I referenced this in my sermon or not, Dewey. Uh, I did something last Sunday that I don't do very often. I literally preached for over an hour, and most of the time my sermons are not that long. Uh, if you go to the book of Nehemiah, you find that Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king, and he was brought bad political news from Jerusalem. And what's amazing about it is he knew that the condition of Jerusalem was directly tied to the fact of the wickedness and the sinfulness of the Jewish people. Nehemiah had not been there in Jerusalem in many years uh, since he was quite young. He'd been in captivity for a long time and serving the king. And yet he went to prayer and even took it upon himself to repent 
for the sins of his nation and his people, even though he had never personally participated in some of those things he was asking God to forgive. I just think the church today, we need to realize that we can do more good on our knees before God Almighty, repenting for the sins of our nation, than we can do protesting the sins of our nation. Well, that is a solid message, Pastor Randall. We thank you for that. And before you leave us here this morning, the thing I would really love you to do is paint a picture for the people that are listening to this program about Clayton, New Mexico, tucked up there in the northeast corner, uh, and also the Clayton Assembly of God, the shining light there in Clayton. Talk a little bit about that. Well, uh, Clayton is a little community of approximately 2,500 people. We're isolated. People say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, the closest community to us is Techline, Texas, and it has less than 600 residents. Um, our closest McDonald's is 45 miles away. Our closest Walmart is 84 miles away. When we moved here, and it will, I, I will be pastoring this church 14 years at the beginning of next month. Praise God. Uh, well, when we first moved here, my wife was uh, finishing up her, or was in the middle of obtaining a nursing degree. She just started. And we always tell young people, get your education when you're young. Don't wait till you're old like we are. Uh, <laughs> my wife had to drive two miles one way every day that she had classes uh, to go to Amarillo to uh, complete her degree. Uh, Clayton is a nice little town, but it does have its problems. Uh, the economic growth that was allowed to come in here 10 or 11 years ago was a private prison. Um, I'm not thrilled that we have that, although uh, it has brought benefit. My wife works as a registered nurse there in the medical unit. Uh, unfortunately, some things happening here are, are symptomatic of our state. Uh, the latest new business to the soon opening, they just are just about finished with their new building, is Clayton will have its own pot shop. Uh, and to be honest with you, when I expressed the um, uh, less than thrilled attitude of the local clergy to one of our city leaders, his response to me was, well, it's only medical and it's a good thing. And what I didn't understand was the comment he made. He says, if we could just get some of them on marijuana, that will get them off their meth. I, I didn't understand where he came up with that one. Um, Clayton's, a, Clayton's a nice community. I'm glad that my sons were raised here. Uh, my youngest will graduate from Clayton High School. Uh, every institution in this town is struggling and having some issues. Uh, and frankly, it is a... a oppressive spirit that rests over this community and we're battling it in every way we can. Uh, as far as the church I pastor, it's a small church. Uh, I've been here 14 years uh, and we've had many people come and go. Uh, they come into this small community to get themselves and their families back on track and we've helped a lot of them into our church and they end up moving out of state or out of town to, because they find better jobs. <clears throat> I finally came to the conclusion a few short years ago, I was never, uh, it was never God's intention for me to pastor a mega church. Um, for whatever reason, he has left me in the small church, and I'm fine with that. Uh, 
I would like we, we, we would like to see the numbers grow, of course, but we also try to focus on the fact that healthy growth comes in other ways. And uh, we've been doing some things the last uh, three years or so to reach out to the community. Uh, that's a whole other longer story I won't get into, but we're doing things to reach into the school district in our region. That's six different school districts uh, covering over 3,000 square miles of territory. And three of those school districts all have probably K through 12 fewer students than some classrooms in Albuquerque have. Mm -hmm. The entire school is smaller in number of students in some of the classrooms, than some single classrooms in Albuquerque, mm -hmm. in APS. Well, you were teaching, uh, you were teaching there at the school this year. Well, uh, this last, the first semester, our band director and his wife left and took jobs in their, in his hometown. And my boys are very heavy into music. My oldest son is a, is a music education major at New Mexico State University. And my younger son's in the band, and as a senior, he's a drum major. Uh, I was determined that uh, the band program was not going to fall apart my son's senior year. So I went to the superintendent, and initially I told her, I said, I'll come in for that one hour a day and watch over the high school band and make sure they practice. And the Lord kind of nudged me and, and said, uh, she suggested you take the entire schedule. You need to do that. So for eight weeks, I was a long-term sub. Um, they did hire a new band director right out of college. Things are going well. And, and Dewey, I'll just tell you, people said, how did you like doing the teaching? I said, well, it reinforced something I already know, and that is that uh, a lot of these students that misbehave are a reflection of their home and their parents need some parenting lessons. And I was never so glad to get back to my flexible pastor schedule mm -hmm. <laughs> after well, weeks of, yeah. of that. Well, Randall, uh, we, we did it. We held it together. And I still believe that God has some great things in store for both Clayton as a community, uh, the surrounding area. And I'm still convinced that, that God has spoke to others, to my wife and myself, about what he wants to accomplish at and through Clayton Assembly of God. And some of those things we have been anxiously uh, anticipating and awaiting for 10 or 11 years now. And we have not seen them come to pass, but we believe that they still will because God is always faithful. And, and I guess one of the lessons I've had to really learn the last few years is it's not enough to say that you trust God and trust his promises, but you also have to have faith in his timing because his timing is not like our timing. Amen to that, and what a blessing you are, Pastor Randall, and your lovely wife Cindy and the boys to that community. I look forward to seeing you in March. Yes, you'll be up here in, I think it's about three weeks. I think it is from this Sunday. I, I don't have my calendar in front of me, but uh, yes, looking forward to you getting to, to come up and minister to us. I know you came up a year ago this month, and you filled in for me. Uh, while my wife and I were on a 25th anniversary cruise. And, and what I so remember is that Sunday you came, we, we talked to our youngest son, Christopher, who was here. Of course, Michael was away at college. And I had fun giving him a hard time because you all had snow and cold, and my wife and I were enjoying 70-degree-plus weather in the Caribbean. So. <laughs> 
Pastor Randall, thank you for being with us on the world we live in. Pastor Randall Floyd of the Clayton Assembly of God Church. God bless you, Pastor. God bless you for the service that you are to the people of the Clayton, New Mexico area, to New Mexico and beyond. Give our love to Cindy and the boys. I will do it. Let me just toss this in here. Should anybody listening to this want to hear the entire sermon, they can go to my church website, which is www.claytonag.org. That's E-L-A-Y-T-O-N-A-G.org. And I'm trying to remember, I think I put a link to this sermon on the front page of the website. If not, over on the left, click on Audio Sermons, go to that link, go way down to the bottom of the list of sermons from the First Peter series, and you'll find it. It's entitled, The Church House Before the Roundhouse. And for those that don't know, the Roundhouse is what we call our uh, state capitol building in, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, because it is built in the round Kiva style. So that's where the term Roundhouse is. Well, Pastor Randall, my intent has been to get the audio of your message also on our website, and it just has been quite a busy week, as you can relate to, and we'll get that up soon. But thank you so much, and we'll see you on St. Patty's Day, I think it is, March 17th, if I'm looking. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. God bless you, my friend. We love you very much. Bless you, dude. Love you guys. Pastor Randall Floyd on The World We Live In.